Again, if you have your Bibles, if you turn with me to the book of Daniel. Talk, man, talk. I want to look at chapter 4 in its entirety, but I only want to read the last verse of that chapter. Daniel chapter 4, verse 37. Well, you have found it in your copy of God's Word. We invite you to stand with us for the reading of the text. Daniel chapter 4, beginning with verse number 7. 37, I'm sorry. Daniel chapter 4, verse 37. The Bible says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, Praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven, for all His works are right, and His ways are just. And those who walk in pride, He is able to humble. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, I never can praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven. Talk, man. For all his works are right and his ways are just. Those who walk in pride, he's able to humble. For a few moments, I want to talk from this thought. God will humble you. God will humble you. God will humble you. I'm going to say it again. God will humble you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 that pride goes before destruction and in haughty spirit before a great fall. Pride is a dangerous thing. It is a sin that God hates. God despises those whose heart are contaminated with the sin of pride. In fact, Peter says he gives grace to the humble. But for those who are arrogant, for those who are prideful, he's able to abase you. (laughs) And even today, in the highest office of our land, there is a problem. Because the president has gotten drunk on power. And his heart is filled with pride. He feels as if he's above the law. Thinks that he is untouchable. He seems as if he dares anyone to try to correct him or try to persuade him that he is wrong. You're either for me or you are against me. And even now in the halls of Congress, there is an inquiry going on between uh, about trying to investigate his behavior. My Lord. And discern if he has done anything that is impossible. 
unimpeachable so that he can be removed from his office. And many of us are sitting in our living rooms and we are watching and have concluded that they are wasting their time. My Lord. Because his posse and his partners have already conspired to protect him from the Constitution. Yeah. Already said that they're not going to do anything. That um, he's going to get away with it. Yeah. They may impeach him in the House, but they will never convict him in the Congress. And we're just spinning our wheels, wasting time investigating something that will never change. But brothers and sisters, I stop by to remind you today that, that the God we serve sits high, looks low, and he will and he can humble 45. But we don't have to just go up to Washington, D.C., to find those who have gotten beside themselves. Talk, man. Talk, talk. No, 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 no. We, we don't have to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and find somebody whose head has gotten so swollen that it cannot fit in the room. We don't have to. No, no. We don't, we don't have to take a journey up the East Coast to find individuals whose hearts are poisoned with the sin of pride. I suggest to you, my brothers and sisters, that if you just look down your road, if you just check out your pew, there's a strong possibility that someone who's occupying the pew with you this afternoon in the sanctuary is struggling with pride. They've gotten away for so long. That they think that they are untouchable. They have done what they wanted to do for so long. That they feel that no one can correct them. They, 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 they've been running and ducking and dodging for so long. That they feel that they are so smart. That nothing can catch up with them. But I stopped by to tell your neighbor. Not you, but your neighbor. That God can and God will humble you. Oh, yes, he will. See, God hates pride, my brothers and sisters, because God recognizes um, that you and I are but filthy rats. We are but finite creatures. We are but bone and marrow. We are nothing but dust. And, and we have the audacity to come in God's house and serve and worship God and act like we made it on our own and act like we're better than the person that's sitting next to us and we did so beside ourselves. And God is trying to figure out how did you think? How did you get to the place where you thought you made it by yourself? My Lord, my Lord. How? How did you how did you even get to the point where you look around and pat yourself on the back? 
when, 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 did, when, when did you get to the point where you, you look in the mirror and talk to yourself about how great and how smart and how mighty you are and how good you look? God is trying to figure out what happened down in Evergreen. What happened down in Seattle? What happened in Alabama that that child who used to didn't have anything that I took from the rough side of the track and I lifted up from nothingness and I blessed them and I made them who they are. What happened? To make them lose their minds to think that they made it on their own. Said, Culver, go tell my people. God can and God will humble you. If you don't believe me, I brought a witness. His name is Nebuchadnezzar, but uh, for somatic purpose, I won't just call him Neb. Neb and I had a conversation. And Neb said, I had to learn the hard way. He says, Culver, I was sitting in my palace enjoying all of the luxuries that life could afford me. Had all the amenities of the world at my fingertips. I, I had it going on. Everybody knew me, but they didn't just know me, but everybody wanted to be like me. I was the model. I was the person that everyone saw. I was the picture of success. Yeah. As I laid in my comfortable suite, I dozed off and I had a dream. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in this dream, I saw a tree that went all the way up into the heavens. Yeah. The trees, the leaves of that tree was green. Well, the fruit was bountiful. Birds were perching on the branches and all of the beasts of the field was gathering beneath the shade that that tree provided from shelter from the blistering heat of the sun. And suddenly I heard a voice, a voice from heaven yeah. coming down saying, cut it down. I saw this holy lumberjack. Yeah. Cut down this massive tree. And I was trying to figure out what these things meant. So when I woke up, I called all of my wise men. I called all of my PhDs. I called all of my counselors. I I called all the who's who of Babylon to come into my suite because I needed some type of understanding about this dream. But the scholars weren't able to help me. But there was a young man. He wasn't from Babylon, but he... But, but I could tell that um, God's hands were on him. Oh I changed his name to Belzar, but his Hebrew name was Daniel. Yeah. 
I called him into my chambers and I began to tell Daniel about my dream. And Daniel said, um, King, I wish I didn't have to tell you this. I wish that this was so for somebody else. I, I wish to God that I could tell you that this was for your enemies. Because you know we love to hear that God is going to get our enemies. Y'all go hear me. We, we love a vindictive God that, that goes and chases down everybody we did wrong as if we have not done anybody wrong ourselves. We, we love to hear God is going to get our enemies, but Daniel said, nah, this ain't about your enemies. This is about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, King, the, the tree is you. You, your power has gone up to the heavens. Your 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 reign is to the ends of the earth. Everybody knows who you are. But God is getting ready to cut you down. And for seven years, you're going to be a wild beast. Yeah. Out in the fields For seven years You're going to be a madman You're going to be psychotic You're going to be Qualified for the insanity Asylum for seven years You're going to be out in the grass You're going to be walking on your hands And on your knees You're going to be eating from the grass And your hands are going to be like claws And your hair is going to go ungroomed For seven years king Then he says but King, God just wants to get your attention. My, my. He says, if you would just change your ways. He says, if you, verse 27, um, will break off from the sins of pra- by practicing righteousness. If your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, perhaps God will lengthen your prosperity. Daniel walks out the room. The king said, "Ah, oh, he don't know what he talking about. What he talking about? Talk, man, talk. He who gonna cut me down? I, I, I am the commander in chief. Who, who gonna mess with me? I will hold the world's treasure. Who is gonna dare to? He don't know what he's talking about. And the Bible says that a year later, Nep is walking around in his palace." And he looks out and he sees old Babylon. Yeah. Oh, great Babylon. He began to talk to himself. Look at what I have built. Uh-huh. Look at what I have built for all of my residents, all of my citizens. Look what my hands have brought into fruition. Look what I have done. And the Bible says that while he was God came down and humbled Neb. Neb said, all of a sudden, my rational functions stopped. Oh, all of a sudden, I didn't recognize 
where I was. All of a sudden, I wasn't in my right mind. You know, my dad used to talk about that, how people can have all the messages materially around them, but don't even have enough sense to recognize what they have. And sometimes you ought to just thank God that I may not be the richest person and I may not have all the wealth and I may not have the titles and positions, but thank you that I'm still in my right mind. God, God don't have to take your stuff. Talk, man, talk. Y'all don't hear me. God ain't got to take your house. God ain't got to repo your possessions. God knows how to repo your mind. God knows how to take your mind. God knows how to remind you that it's in him that you live. It's in him that you move. It's in him that you have your Oh, man. Yeah. Lost his mind. Can't you see the great powerful king out there in the grass? Yeah. Eating grass like a billy goat. Can't you see him? His well manicured hands have now become like. Birds, claws, can't you see him? His hair that used to be manicured every day and combed by his servants have gotten longer than eagles' feathers. Can't you see this once upon a time great mighty king who was smart and innovative and creative and had ingenuity and now he's on the ground and he don't even know where he is and guess what else? Nobody cares to help him. Can't you see everybody else looking at him? Y'all see that fool out there? <laughs> Go out there and help him. Shoot, I ain't going to help him. He, he done lost his mind. I ain't, I ain't going out there. That thing crazy. Everybody's looking at him. Talking about him. Picking at him. But nobody's willing to help him. And Neb is out there. For seven years. Seven years. Seven long years. Paint it, man. Paint it. Seven long years. No filet mignon. Seven long years. No, no steak, no ribs, no fried chicken. Oh, y'all don't hear me. For seven long years, no dressing and no chipping. For seven long years, he's missed Thanksgiving. He's missed Christmas. For seven long years, there's no birthday celebration. For seven long years, nobody is calling and begging, coming to answer to his beckoning call. For seven long years, he has no service, no friends. And no mind. The Bible says finally. After seven years, what happened there? After seven years, I came back to my mind. Talk, man. But I didn't have. The same mind I used to have. Talk, talk, talk. I, I came back to my mind. Talk, man, talk. But my mind had 
change. And when my mind change color, my heart change. That's why you can't just talk about it's in my heart. Some things have to start in your mind because until you renew your mind, then your heart will not change and your actions will not change. But he says, I came to my right mind. Y'all don't mind. Just help me preach. I don't want you to go to sleep. I'm almost done. Just touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, get your mind right. I know you got beside yourself, but get your mind right because if you lose your mind, then your your heart and your actions will be contrary to God's sight. Brother, I came, I came back to my mind. And that's why I don't mind shouting in church. I don't mind dancing in church. I don't mind you having a Holy Ghost good time. But it bothers me when your dance is right but your mind is wrong. Y'all don't hear that. It bothers me when your dance is right but your hands are wrong. It, it bothers me when you sound in church but your mind is not right. God says that's just religious habits. You know how to shout. But you don't know how to think. Y'all don't hear me. You know how to quote scripture. But you don't know how to think. And there's this nail said, I came back to my mind. He says, when I came back to my mind, things were different. So, uh, Culver, since you died the other day, help, help the people. Because they may be struggling with that pride syndrome that I was struggling with. He says, tell them, I want them to learn from my experience. More things can be caught than taught. Some things you ain't got to go through. If you can see the effects of it through somebody else's life. I know we say bump sense is the best sense, but that's a lie. Some sense, you ain't got to buy some sense. You ought to be able to catch through observation. Yeah. See it for yourself. Tell them, learn something from me. What you want me to teach them there? Because we got to go home. These folks are are full and they're ready to go to sleep and they got to come back tomorrow night. So what you you want me to tell them? He says, tell them first of all. Tell God's people that if they want... To be blessed, learn from my experience, and learn that they have to recognize the goodness of God. Come on, there. It's in verse 27. In verse 27, the Bible says that God, the king, let the council be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness. And iniquities show mercy to the poor. I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. If you go back up to verse number 25. In verse 25, the Bible says that they shall drive thee from the men. And thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. And they shall wet thee with the dew of the heavens. And seven times shall pass over thee. Till thou know that. That the most high ruleth and in the kingdom of men, here it is, and giveth it to whomever 
He wills. Just say it now. Now it says, I learned that I was in the position that I was in because God placed me in that position. I learned that it was not my smarts. It was not my resume. It was not my career detail. It was not my network. It was not the who's who. It was not my hookup. But I'm where I am because God has been good to me. It's the goodness of God. Don't you get besides yourself. You ain't been so holy God had to bless you. You ain't been so righteous God had to do it. You ain't paid enough money that thank God be under obligation. Everything that happened to you that was good, God did it. And you must recognize the goodness of God in your life. I know. He's been good to me. I know he's been good to me. It ain't because of what I have in the bank. I know he's been good to me. Because based on how I live, the only place I ought to be is dead in my grave. But the fact that I'm still alive right now is a testament to the goodness of God in my life. And so I dare not get beside myself because God has been so good that he looked beyond my faults. Talk, man. Talk. Supplied my every need. Zest. Remind them they must recognize the goodness of God in their lives. But not only that, tell them learn from my experience to reckon, to respond to the warnings of God. Respond to the warnings of God. That's verse 27. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, King, if you would just stop sinning. Well, pastor, stop sinning. That's kind of hard when I'm in the flesh. But in the Hebrew, he's not talking about moral failures. He's talking about deliberate sin against your brother and your sister. Oh, y'all don't hear me. He's not talking about the fact that you missed the mark. Because when you are flesh, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And no matter how long you've been in church, you still miss the mark. But what he's saying in this text is, stop doing deliberate stuff that benefits you and hurts your neighbor. I wish I had some help in here. Stop doing stuff that you know is going to make you look good. But you know that when you do it, it's going to undermine the person that lives next door to you. Stop going up by pulling somebody else down. You can, you can stop that. 
Yeah, stop that. Stop. Stop taking advantage of poor people. Stop building your kingdom on the back of your poor. Stop overtaxing people who are poor. That's part of the problem in America today. America has always built her wealth on the backs of her less fortunate. And God says that is sin. Stop doing deliberate things that boosts you up and pull your brother and sister down. Stop being low down. Y'all don't hear me. If you just want a bottom line, that's all he says. He says, stop being low down. But now, then heed the warning. He kept on doing what he was doing. Kept living how he was living. Kept financing his lifestyle on the back of his poor citizens. And he did not heed God's warning. God will always give warning before destruction. And he says, learn from my experience that if God is trying to get your attention, yeah. Just stop and listen to what God is saying. But not only that, he says, recognize the goodness of God in your life. He says, also respond to the warnings that God has for you. But the last thing he says is, reverence the sovereignty of God. I'm done. Verse 34 and verse 35. Now says that when I came back to my right mind, at the end of the days, I Nebuchadnezzar Lifted my eyes to heaven. My reason returned to me. I ain't got time to talk about that. But just notice, all of a sudden, he looked up to heaven. That is always symbolic of prayer. He says, I looked up to heaven. I humbled myself. I looked up to the king of kings. And my reason came to me. It says, and I bless the most high. Praise and honor him. Who lives forever. Well, what did your praise sound like, um, Neb? He says, here's how I praised him. I said, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. He does according to his will amongst the host of heaven. And amongst the inhabitants of the earth, none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now says, I recognized that there was one who had more power than I do. Thank you. I recognize what true sovereignty looked like. Oh, man. I, I recognize that. True sovereignty says it's my prerogative. I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Bobby Brown had it wrong. It ain't your That ain't what you can do. You can't do what you want to do. But God can do what he wants to do. How he wants to do it. When he wants to do it. Where he wants to do it. And he don't have to have a council and a vote to be able to do it. He's sovereign. He says, I recognize that his kingdom has no end. Uh-huh. I recognize that his dominion 
goes to the ends of the earth. I, I recognize that he, everything that he does, he does according to his own will. Yeah. And nobody can dare say to him, look what I have done. My, my. I recognize the sovereignty of God. He says, go tell those people in Evergreen. And I said, don't get beside yourself. Because uh -huh. God will humble you. So make sure you always recognize the goodness of God in your life. Oh, man. Always acknowledge that it's God who's blessing you. It's God that's making a way. Yeah. It's God that's opening doors. It's God that's creating opportunities. It's God that placed you where you are. It's God who gave you the job. It's God that gave you the mind. It's God that gave always recognize the goodness of God in your life. And always respond to God's warnings. He ain't warning you because he's trying to get you. He's warning you so he won't have to get you. He's warning you so that you can correct your ways. He's warning you to give you time to get right what you got wrong. And then always acknowledge his sovereignty. Yeah. Well, I'm done. But now it says, tell him one more thing. Y'all still here? Can I tell you one more thing? He says, now it says, tell him, I never intended for this experience. To show up in the scripture. No, uh -huh. no, 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 no. This, this, I didn't think that uh, thousands of years from now, people will still be reading about, about my seven years losing my mind. He says, Culliver, when I got back to my right mind, I decided to take out an editorial in the Babylonian press. Uh -huh. Yeah. When I, when I got back to my right mind, I, I decided I needed to say something about because everybody saw me out there. Uh -huh. Everybody saw me like a billy goat eating grass. Everybody saw me like claws like a eagle. Everybody saw my hair. I had to say something. So I decided to put out an editorial. But when I put out the editorial, I wanted to make sure that they knew I had changed. Uh -huh. So this is what I said now. What you say? He says, King Nebuchadnezzar, verse four, verse one, to all the peoples, nations, languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. Nahum sound more like a preacher than a than a proselyte. He's he more sound like a preacher than a head of state. He says, peace be multiplied unto you. He says, it was good to me. Uh -huh. To show the signs and the wonders of the Most High God yeah. has done for me. He says, I just felt like I had to tell somebody what God did for me. Even if it meant that my testimony will cause me some form of self-embarrassment. Uh -huh. I had to tell somebody what God did for me. Even if it meant that if I share it, people may look at me side-eyed. I, I had to tell somebody what God did for me. Even if it meant that church folk would leave and talk about me. Once my testimony was over, I had to tell somebody the wonders God. What did he do? Now, he says, well, Culliver, I lost my mind, but I didn't lose the kingdom. Uh -huh. Some of y'all missed the shot. Uh -huh. 
I'm done. That's it. That's it. Have a good evening. God bless you. I pray you have a good revival. But now, Ferris, call them up. I lost my mind. But, but. but I didn't lose my kingdom. Some of y'all still ain't got it yet. Because I lost my rational senses. But, but when I came back to myself, everything that I had, God had preserved for me until I got myself together. Yes. Well, uh, because I lost my mind. But I didn't lose weight. Well, Deb, I tell you what that's called, Deb. I got a better shop for you. It's called Grace. Oh, yes, it is. I started shouting with Neb, and Neb said, why are you shouting, preacher? I said, because I've lost some stuff. Oh, yes, I have. I've been embarrassed sometimes. I messed up a long life journey. And I had to deal with the consequences of my actions. But thank God, I didn't lose my kingdom. It's called the grace of God. And I'm done, church. Pray the Lord. Bless you real good. But is there anybody here that can praise God for the grace that he's extended to your life? I need some real folks right now. Because some of you won't be real this afternoon. But there's some people in Sandy Grove right now. That don't mind testifying yeah. that I lost some stuff from them because I got beside myself. Yes, Lord, I, I lost some relationships because I lost my mind. I lost some jobs because I got too arrogant. I lost a family because I felt like I was bigger than my family now. But even though I lost some stuff, God has been so gracious that I don't look like what I've been through. Do I have any help in him now? Is there anybody here now that don't mind lifting your hands now and say thank you for your grace now? Thank you that you look beyond all my thoughts and supplying my needs. Thank you that your grace is sufficient. Thank you that I didn't lose everything. Thank you that you didn't 